What is up, beautiful people, kings, queens, and beautiful souls? Welcome to the first episode of Speak Your Truth. I am here with the beautiful, the one, the only Carmela Bernard, uh, best friend, queen. There are just too many things that could be said about her. So I think it's best that we just let her jump on and you can find out for yourself how incredible she is. Hey, beautiful. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm all good. And how are you? You're good? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm just so, I feel really blessed to have you on here. Um, Of course. Well, well, I'm not, of course, that you feel blessed, but just of course. Ooh, okay. Straight in there already. Just like, yeah, well, it is me. So, I mean, why wouldn't I be here? I'm happy to be here and do this with you on your journey. Thank you, Queen. Um, so what we're doing on this episode, this first episode, was we've kind of like discussed through various conversations kind of what we would talk about. Um, as there are so many different things that we could talk about uh, over the course of our 10-year friendship. Yes, it is. Um, but I think the best one that kind of really coincides with this can I call it a pilot pilot episode? Is that really cheesy? Pilot. No, it's, it's the not, pilot. It's not cheesy at it's all. It's the pilot episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like the best one is about starting something new. And I feel like I lost you for a second. There that's, you are. That's okay, but we we found each other again. We we look. We will always find each other. <laughs> that's just how we are meant to be. You know, we're just joined forever in life. I don't know what those what are those things called <laughs> like, like magnets. You know, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something really romantic to describe us. And it's just like nah, just, magnets. Just a magnet, really. Um, <laughs> Stuck with me they, forever. <laughs> like a magnet. You're the blue, and I'm the red. <laughs> so lame so lame why yes um so yeah like that's what it was gonna be was about um self-belief starting something new um but before we just kind of jump into that i think i really wanted to kind of allow our audience to understand a bit about us and like our friendship our relationship and kind of how that all began 10 years ago and i guess probably just like a funny memory between the two of us Oh my gosh, which one do I pick? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, I mean like, if I think, you know, kind of, our, I think one of the best memories that probably sums up our friendship is most probably just being in your flat, singing in spoons, I think that sums us up on all levels, it's so pure and innocent, I think our friendship is, but at the same time it's full of these completely bonkers moments, <laughs> don't make any yeah because I feel like that is um when we first met that initial stage of we you moving into my flat uninvited just like you you know no 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 no. we need to address this you came to my house and you never left you stayed for one night and you moved in well I didn't exactly move in it's not like I brought stuff with me I was just there <laughs> like, 
and it was just so much easier. I mean, we worked at the same place. Yeah. We were besties. Mm. We hung out together. We partied together. Just it was just having all the yours it just made sense yeah okay. on a on a real on a real level i, I did slightly move into your house <laughs> i remember going to your house and picking up stuff with you to bring back to mine on one day it was like this is it i just accept it like this is happening right now <laughs> But the thing is, it didn't make sense, is that I lived literally, like, not even a 10-minute walk from Yeah, me. you literally lived around the corner. I did, and it was, but, and my house was technically closer to work than your house. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because your place was bigger. Yeah, my housemate at the time had gone on holiday for three months during summer, so... But even then, we yeah. didn't even, no one was staying in her room, we'd just pushed two sofas together and just used that as, like some weird kind of childlike den. fortress den <laughs> yeah it's really bizarre but we made it work um i think for me the one that really sticks out is the fact that we'd gone out on a night out come back at like i think 5 a.m and we would picked up duvets and blankets we'd gone to the house and we could have easily just fallen asleep but we took the duvet and the blankets to go and sleep on the common and if anyone listening to this is from Portsmouth yes we took blankets to sleep on Portsmouth common South Sea common to be specific is it really bad that I only vaguely remember this (laughs) I have a picture I literally and you I remember you being that picture's from yeah you like it's a picture of you and you look so grumpy you have like your hair in a bun with like these sunglasses and you look so pissed because the wind's just like and you're just like smile Mel and it's me like we're on the common living our best life and it's like yeah I really would rather be anywhere else but here right now but you're my friend so I'll I'll deal with it so I think that's a beautiful a beautiful blossoming friendship and here we are 10 years later Look, we should have known back then that we were Grace and Frankie. Like, yeah. Because that for me was just, that whole picture when I look back at it is just, I was so upset because I, A, I was so cold, and B, because my weave was getting messed up in the wind. That was <laughs> about. And you were having this beautiful, like, friendship moment, and I was just like, why can't we go back to the house? <laughs> we're in nature. It's like we're watching the sunrise. It's so beautiful. Aren't you just so happy to be here? Yeah, oh my and God. <laughs> we have become Grace and Frankie, but I feel like yeah. we, were there, we were there all along. Okay, For so <laughs> just so people understand, by the way, yeah. I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully Grace. You're fully Frankie. Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that my, like the fact that our clothing right now as well is I'm. <laughs> The thing is, when I went out shopping today, for those that can't see, I'm wearing like a denim dress with like a collar, a t-shirt collar, a shirt collar. And when I went out today, I actually popped the collar and I looked a bit waspy. I looked a bit waspy and I was actually quite proud of myself because I had a little light cardigan over the top too. And I looked really great, I thought. (laughs) Don't look at me with that look of shame. (laughs) It's funny because of how, like, I'm literally one crystal away from hosting a retreat somewhere in the woods. Like, that's, it's so funny, like, when you see us, we're so opposite, but we are, like, the bestest friends in the world. Like, you're a sister to me. So it's just funny how we've come together in this world. 
But don't they say that they're about like twin flames or whatever it is, mm. two completely opposites that just come together? Exactly. See, I don't really know about this stuff. I try to know about it and try to be okay <laughs> with it because it's because it's your stuff and I try really hard, but I'm just not like I try. I'm sorry. Reads a horoscope once. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> um so as well i wanted to have you on the episode as well because i'm a massive advocate for queens supporting queens queens uplifting queens whichever one resonates with you um and i truly believe in community over competition um so with that said we didn't talk about this but i'm just going to quickly chat you up for a second for those listening right now she is an ongoing admiration to me like I admire her on like this level that I truly can't put into words but I'm going to take some time to try and put them into words is if you are fortunate enough in your life to find a human being that is forever so supportive of you but continues to push you and for you to try and better yourself and whenever you look at them you can't help but feel proud and just honoured the fact that you managed to cross paths with them and the fact that they even chose you to be your best friend is just a such a huge blessing um from the moment go you are just so intelligent you're just a beautiful soul inside and out and i just feel that you are the friend that in my childhood i wish i had had but i'm just so grateful that i have you no matter what because i've just got you for the rest of my life and don't you dare cry because we've got a podcast to finish so you keep it together (laughs) i'm really really trying to find my kind of like stable centered self it's really quite hard like i mean when you say stuff to me like that anyway i get a bit well, you know me, I'm, I'm a crier, yeah. I'm a huge crier, but I'll just burst out into tears, but now you've just got to send it on a podcast and just put it out there in the world, like, I just don't know what to say. It's out there like a fart on the breeze, my friend. It is out there. But it's not, it's lingering. It's, <laughs> it's going to stay about forever. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm blown away to you, like, you, well, for you to say that, I mean, you've always been there for me, you're you are you are the truest friend that I've ever had I mean you're more than that to me you always are I love you deeply um but no it's an absolute honor to be by your side and to be your friend and to walk this path with you in life like it's not even a question there's no questions I mean yeah okay sometimes we actually no we don't I can't remember that I think the last time we butt head was probably about eight years ago <laughs> yeah we've fallen out since but no I but mean even then anything. it wasn't even a butting of heads it was just like a faded out ghosting yeah it was wasn't it but I think you know we had a lot to work through at Mm. the start of our relationship because you know we had a lot to work through as individuals as women or girls becoming women and Mm. our experiences of the world and I agree with that statement that you said you know you were the person that I would have loved to have had as a friend when I was younger as well because I honestly I feel my friendship with you has elevated me as a person and helped me, ex- you know, kind of boost my potential or exceed what I believed my potential was by having you as a friend. And if I had known you when I was younger, it would have made things, in my opinion, different. And I think potentially I could have been more than I am today. Not that I'm not happy with who I am today, but, you know, 
I think there's always a part of us that's just curious about mm. who we could have become. <clears throat> so, no, but it's, uh, we got through our bits at the start, you know, our rockiness, and now we're here. And now we're, we're living it. Living our best, mm, living our best lives, living our lives as best as we um, can. I would think I would definitely say we're living our best lives. Yeah. If like if we rewound the clock, you know, went back ten years, I don't think either one of us would say that we are where we are. True. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I have, I've got coconut yogurt in my fridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've got vegan Greek cheese in my fridge. Tell me that 10 years ago. Like, yeah. If I said that to you 10 years ago, you would have looked at me like... like sorry, what? Just... You've got Greek <laughs> cheese made from coconuts in your fridge. I'm sorry, what? But can we just, <laughs> just for a second, just so everyone is aware, you were so much more grace than I was back in the day. Mm, <laughs> literally, it's a full 180. You, the journey that you have gone on in your in your self-development your self-discovery and really connecting with who you are your like inner person your soul is huge i mean if you stood you present you with past you from 10 years ago next to each other two completely different people i wouldn't even Mm. you couldn't even put them together as being related Mm. so yeah it's a huge journey i think as well the people back home even though it's been almost a decade since this shift has happened I think everyone's still waiting for me to go, ha, it's a joke. (laughs) I'm not vegan. (laughs) Screw yoga. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Most probably. But then actually, you know what? That's the funny thing, because if I look back on it, you were the one who had like this, you were like the whole grace type thing. You know, you were just, you were like, back then yeah and I was a lot more forgive the expression hippy dippy when I was in uni at the start of uni Mm. so I found it quite interesting how we've actually swapped roles yeah (laughs) it was like hey do you want to switch t-shirts I think we can do this (laughs) I think I'm wearing the it's just no I don't it was like a freaky Friday that stuck yeah, fully, fully. But, you know, now we're being who we're supposed to be. So. Yeah, exactly. You taught me how to be me yeah. and vice versa. As cheesy yeah. as that sounds. I like that. I like that a lot. It's like, you know, we showed each other the way. It's like kind of a bridesmaid song. She was, why do you like a map in these chains? <laughs> I don't know the words, but I just thought I'd give that. No one can oh change God, your life except you. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a spoon. Boom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. It's been a journey. Has. Mm. And obviously, like speaking of journeys, like this obviously now is a new journey that I'm embarking on, this whole podcasting journey. Um yeah. I think in my notes I <laughs> I captioned it, trailblazing into the unknown. Well, yes. Wow. Wow. Keep it jazz hands next to that. It literally should have had jazz. Trailblazing into the unknown. It's a podcast on Spotify. Yeah? Maybe want to tone it down. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not a quest for the, a pilgrimage even for the holy grail babe it's a Look, it's a podcast but you don't know you don't know <laughs> who you're reaching out to into the world nowadays you don't you have no idea but you know on the flip side there is a part of me going oh trailblazing <laughs> it's like you're no. about to, it's like a disney movie hey on we all went to Pocahontas at one point <laughs> you're just out here doing it um so yeah that was one of the things because i was thinking about it like when we were talking about this and like what to do and i was supposed to launch this almost six months ago and i didn't and i thought that was actually the beauty of the first episode was about starting something new and overthinking it and i think that's what really prevented me from starting this i mean i kind of like had my logo all done i'd done like a trailer and everything and all of this kind of stuff and i was like i just need to get the first episode out um but then like this fear and this anxiety kind of like washed over me and then there was this pressure of like the first episode needs to be oh hello boys needs to be perfect it needs to be this and there's such an overthinking that came with it rather than just allowing it to be what it is which is an organic process um and to allow things to flow and that's why i'm so glad that i have you on here with me because i know that instead of me just doing a solo episode by myself of just hours of rambling and people leaving like mm, okay um oh hit the table apologies to anyone listening um yeah i think that was just a, a beautiful discussion to actually have of the way we can overthink certain situations, the lack of self-belief we can have when trying something new. Um, and yeah, what about you? The fingers are up. She's got something to say. <laughs> I do. I just like, I kind of want to ask like why you felt like that because what you're doing, you know, okay, like, yeah, it, it's new, it's fresh, it's different, I, it is. But at the same time, it's you're doing it from your heart, your... This is no different to you and me just having one of our normal chats, like, we're just regularly on the phone, like, any other day. So I do, like, well, I suppose it is, I don't know. I don't know now. I think I'm questioning myself. I'm doubting well, go myself. On. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doubting myself. Oh, my God. Self-belief. Well, Here's the doubt. Here it is. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not something that you should, um, I can understand, like, the whole when you were saying, like, I just get the first episode out and then there's that fear that kicks in. But at the same time, but then again, I'm always going to be in your corner sitting there going, you can do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's that's how it is. But no, you, you don't need to feel like that. So just, just give you a little pat on the back there, buddy. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Believe in yourself. You, you got this. You can do it. I think it was a good point you made, obviously, that it's like us having these discussions is really no different than any conversation we would usually have. Like, we've easily sat for a good i want to say seven hours on facetime we spent a whole day like yeah yeah we did yeah the only difference really is that there's no swearing right now i know right <laughs> really really fighting fighting back is trust me it's hard <laughs> um yeah i think the difference was i think that's really what kind of overcame me in terms of overthinking is when I have a, a organic conversation with you and we just call, we catch up. Um, obviously, we're very open people and we can just talk about pretty much anything. I think 
the difference is when we have these conversations, it's left within time. Whereas when you um, kind of conduct a podcast and you put it out there for the world to hear, that conversation is now set in time for people to go back to and relive constantly. Um, whereas things that you possibly could have had a conversation with and talked about six months ago, you may forget certain things that you've said. And if someone brings them up, you're like, mm, maybe double that's quite stupid. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, so I think that's why I was overthinking it. Um, but here we are. We're recording it. It's happening. It is happening. The lingering fart is here. <laughs> and there's no going back now. It pretty much is like being at a conference and you think you can let one out and you try to and then all of a sudden you realise you're not as sneaky as you thought and the person next to you gives you that look but then you give them the look back like um excuse me um it was you we both know it may be following me and travelling with me but we both know it's you well, those ones where you try and be sly and then it kind of lets out just a little bit of noise. <laughs> and you have to style it out like, no, it's not me. It was definitely you over there. Oh, my God. We won't delve into this, though. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, I get that completely. And I think that's probably, you know, if you take the podcast on how you're feeling about style the podcast and use that as kind of like an example for situations in life, you know, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, it's very easy to sit there, I think, and feel that, like you were saying, that kind of overwhelming feeling of, oh my God, this is this is permanent. This is going to be something. So, you know, it's, and I think we can feel that way about life in general. Like everything that we do is that, oh, you know, but I'm doing it, it's finite. It's, it's there, you know, everybody else is going to see it. People are going to judge me by it. And I think, particularly in today's world, with social media and, Everybody always watching everybody and scrutinising everybody and, you know, she didn't edit that enough and this, that and the other. It's, you can feel like every little thing that you do in life is is over-scrutinised and therefore because everybody's over, overly watching what you're doing, I think today, I think there's so many people, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think there's so many people that are having to deal with this kind of pressure and anxiety that it is really hard to believe in yourself and, and get motivated about your future and your life and following your path. I don't know. No, I completely resonate with that. I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. No, thanks. Um, Thanks. So I guess... Five points for me. (laughs) Five points to Gryffindor. I think what I wanted to um, ask you was, what is something that in your past you have perhaps overthought and you wish you hadn't? whole life <laughs> 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 I think that's probably the best answer um <clears throat> what is something that I have overthought in my life just one thing I I, uh, I think literally I know it probably sounds a bit flippant but every single decision that I've ever made in life I think is even, I mean even down to the smallest thing like oh it's 19 degrees outside should I wear jeans or should I wear a skirt and tights? Like, with, with, you know, is that going to be okay? Am I going to be too hot or am I going to be too cold? Like, I get stressed out about little things like that. So, I mean, getting ready to go to the supermarket today, for example, took me a good hour and a half to get myself sorted to leave the house. Yeah, because I wasn't sure about 
you know, did I have enough, you know, stuff for Ambi? Did I have, you know, was I dressed right? Like, that, that's not a big decision. I'm going to the supermarket to buy some food for the week. <laughs> like, so when I say, like, my whole life, yeah. Um, and then came the I next did. pressures of, ooh, collar up, collar down on the dr- on the jean dress. Ooh. But it's always like, it, when you go have it slightly up, you know, so it's up at the back and then, you know, down at the front, so you look a bit... Edgy. (laughs) Do you know who it reminds me of? Like whenever I see one of those collar up, collar downs, it's not what people might be thinking is like, oh, grease. It's not. It's not even that. When I used, I used to go to um, the first two years of my schooling experience was at Portsmouth High School, and the headmistress used to do the collar up, the half collar up, half collar down thing. So whenever I see anyone doing that, I just get. Oh, I'm just transported back to my four slash five year old self at school. Seriously, I think it's like it makes it sound so lame. I think it's really cool. I love the look. I really like. I actually went through a point as well when I was in uni where I used to specifically buy like you know the starching spray that I could like spray onto my collars so that the tips would be crisp and it would sit just right like that kind of popped look. But you're putting a face at me like I'm so I love you so much. Joke. I love you. This is we're so opposite, but I just love it. <laughs> it's like watching an animal on the David Attenborough, and I feel like that's probably how you feel about me when I'm like, "Oh, look at my new cards and my new crystals!" Like we're so fascinated by what makes the other one so happy because <laughs> we we're like, "I'm so happy for you." It makes me so happy to see you with this level of. You've got a spray to keep your collar up. This makes me... If you're happy, I'm happy. I'm enthused for this. That's so deep. Because it's so true. I don't understand, but I love it. Literally, I think, like, if you and I were put on a desert island, the five things that we would individually take... In fact, you know what? Let's just do it quick. If we got stranded on a desert island, what five things would you take with you that you would need to have if you were stuck on a desert island. Are we reeling these off at the same time or individually? So, yeah, just bam, five. Okay, number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going with a machete. All right, babe. All right, babe. Straight in there. <laughs> Machete, I'm all in there. (laughs) I need to be able to access raw materials so I can use them at my disposal. Okay, okay, okay. I like your thinking there, I like your thinking. If you say collar spray, I swear. (laughs) Genuinely, there was a part of me that was circling around and I was like, I really want to take the iron. It's like a bamboo made ironing board and then you just there like, ooh, crisp collars. But now that I'm thinking about it, where would I plug it in? Who are you flexing for in the forest? For myself. It's a desert island. For my self-esteem. (laughs) (laughs) You went so, like, realistic and, like, practical with a machete. And there's me with my iron. (laughs) I'm doing this for me. 
Mel, we need shelter and food. No, self-esteem first. <laughs> well, look at it this way. I can press the leaves oh and God. make a good roof. <laughs> we could use it to cook food. You know, we could like, you know, mm. we could make a little tray <laughs> with some wood and we could just like stack it over the iron and heat the food. It'd be all good. Mm. You know, like, like a hot plate. <laughs> Still, number one. What is your number one choice? I'll give you five. <laughs> Who? I'm still standing by it. Okay, it's the first thing that came in my head, so I have to be honest. Okay, iron. my iron is going in my bag, the but it's iron is going iron with us. I don't need to plug it in somewhere. Okay, <laughs> so that's in my bag. You've got a machete. So so far, <laughs> we're on a desert island. All we have is a machete. And I'm really hoping for our sake. <laughs> I'm truly hoping for our sake. We have a solar powered iron. It's a travel iron. A solar powered travel iron. I'm really praying that that's what we have. And not some iron with some random cord and a plug with no, like, it's just there. At this point, it's just purely decorative. It's just purely decorative to make you feel like you're at home. <laughs> just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to, just in case I need to impress them birds over there for dinner. <laughs> <Okay>. Number two. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, something a bit more practical. I would take a, a mosquito net. Okay. There you go. I like that one. I like mosquito net. Um, after that, I probably probably would uh, carry with me. I sound like a knife fiend, but I'd get a Swiss Army knife just because it's first. Why? Is it? Why? <laughs> just because it's first. I'm literally thinking about how to build things because I'm like, okay, I've got the machete. I can use that to cut coconuts. We can cut down wood. But then, if I need to actually attach things, create holes to be able to build something, the Swiss Army knife is going to come in handy. Babes, do you know that all that's going through my head right now is that you and me are going to get to, like, day six of surviving on this island, okay? And because you're vegan, okay, you're going to be fine. You're going to be chilling, yeah, because you're not going to be starving. You'll be like, oh, look, I found a coconut. Let me eat it. <laughs> oh, look, I can eat these roots. And everything's fine. I'm going to be losing my mind. And there's going to be a machete and a Swiss army knife. And I'm just thinking, it's going to be a bit dangerous, babes. <laughs> like... I love how you said, is going to get to day five and you're going to be losing your mind when on day one you have an iron with no plug i know i'm gonna be pretty upset about that i feel like initially like that alone day one there is instant regret no 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 i'm standing by my iron i'm standing by it just purely because it makes me happy and two if it's sunny enough i could leave it out in the sun you know like 45 to 40 degree heat that little metal plate will get nice and toasty. True. Some, okay. Yeah. It's, it's got potential. It's got potential. It's got potential. See? See? Keeping the iron. Um, but I, I think in our two items alone, I don't think we need to go the whole hog with the five. Because yeah, I feel like now I just feel, I feel like from the, from the get-go, when it was a machete and an iron, the initial following <laughs> wasn't fully going to sync up. No. And I feel like, I think... 
as far as introducing ourselves, I think the general public will get a very good idea of us. Yeah, I think that's I about, sound like a that. proper airhead now, though. I'm taking an iron on a desert island. What are you taking with you? Iron. <laughs> and you're over there like Rambo with your machete. Let's <laughs> be still with my crisp collars. I won't even be able to wear the shirts because it'd be too hot. The scary thing is I can just imagine us like running through the jungle being chased by something. I'm trying to hack at things so we've got the cre- clear path and you're like, no, I've got pit stains and there's creases. But I have got an iron, which I could you know, like, kind of lasso and use it as a weapon, like a bit like a whip. You true, know, true. Hold the plug and just... <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move on. I think we should. We've taken a major detour from really something in your past you may ha- perhaps have overthought. The irony of iron following that is, I, yeah. I won't say much, but I feel like, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. Next episode, something in the past you perhaps didn't give enough thought to. <laughs> <laughs> the iron in the bag. <laughs> that's what so i was thinking about this the other day and when i was like thinking about um this particular episode again overthinking but it did kind of bring about the question of when in our lives we perhaps started to overthink things you know when i think back to myself as a child when i thought about all the things i wanted to do with my life um and just anything day to day i would just wholeheartedly go for it without any doubt in my mind I was going to do it this was happening um and so I guess the question kind of came to me which was like when did we lose our childlike belief in ourselves like when did that die out oh that's a really good question because that's that oh that's a really good one because I mean you can look at it from two in my head you can look at it from two perspectives you can look at it from the sense of you know you go to school now, if that's anybody who works in the education system, but you go to school and it kind of there's like stamping out of a certain behaviour, that inquisitive behaviour, and it's you know you're encouraged to put your hand up and read from the book and that kind of thing. <clears throat> so I guess a part of it could come in then, but then I guess there's also the other aspect of going out and living real life experiences, and when you get into your kind of teenagers, your early twenties, and Mm-hmm. I guess it would kick in then as well. So I don't really know. What do, what did you think? Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's a fair point that you raise of, um, with the school. I think it's not something that just happens overnight. It's definitely a a gradual process. Um, especially you know as you grow older, the people that you're surrounded with, who are your age, um, shows perhaps that you're watching in movies and stuff on TV they perpetuate a lot of characters that are perhaps um, around your age range and share their thoughts on how people that age should be thinking. And if you don't mm-hmm. think like that, you're perhaps weird or considered an outcast. Um, and no one wants to be an outcast, especially when you're young. You want to, you know, you want to have friends and things like that. It's all new because um, up to a certain point in your life, perhaps your only engagement was with your family. And if you have any siblings, you know so anyone beyond that is exciting because their life is perhaps slightly different to yours they've got a different perspective so they're very exciting but I guess as we start to mold 
from perhaps I want to say about seven, eight years old upwards, that's when it starts to get really judgmental. And if you're not, if you're not cool, if you don't think that certain way, you know, um, you start to doubt yourself. So you start to cut off bits of yourself to please other people. And then yes. eventually, you know, you're then within your technical terms, pre pre prepubescent years, which are really just like confusing because your body's changing. You're trying to be a teenager, an older teenager if it was, because you feel like you, you're growing up so you have to be acting older, but you're not actually at that age where you should be yeah. acting older, but you're also confused. And then people are judging you. And I guess bit by bit, if you don't have the confidence um, or the understanding of being true to yourself and allowing yourself to be who you are, like unapologetically um just who you are then a massive part of yourself can get lost within that time and then you find yourself i guess um once you have emerged through all of that whatever age that may be when you decide not to care anymore about what other people think um you start to try and reconnect with that part of you again and try and honor that childlike self to look at the world through those eyes once again and to look at yourself with those same eyes of belief and hope and the um, talents and the skills that you have uniquely to yourself to be able to share with the world and to actually truly believe in it as much as you did all those years ago. So as deep as we've come from Iron's... (laughs) irons and machetes um (laughs) i know but uh, it was just something that really like kind of came to me of like you know when did that kind of all just disappear for us so i don't for myself i personally don't have um a time frame that i can be like yeah this is the day the date the time i was in this low-key location eating a cheese toasty um (laughs) i don't think anybody has that though but I, i think it is it's just it's just slowly it's chiseled away and i think Again, we live in a world today, sorry to take over from me, but Mm -hmm. we do live in a world today where, you know, it's so much quicker and it's so much easier to judge somebody and to say something negative about someone than it is to sit there and go, oh, you know what, you did a really good job on that. Mm. Or that's really cool. Or I really like that about you. Like, people don't do that. I mean, I I might be wrong. Younger generations might be doing it, might be starting it because I think it's a different world now. Mm. But when we were growing up, you know, in the 90s and stuff, it was different. You know, it wasn't like that. And I do think that's had an impact, and I think it does. It, it just chips away at people and their mentality, and they slowly, slowly do. You, you you know, you get to a point where you don't need other people saying negative stuff about you because all of the stuff that they've been saying for years is already sitting there in your head, swimming around, breaking you down every single mm, morning. You know, I think that's so true, what you said, especially um, growing up in the 90s. To I, I think to uplift someone or to compliment someone was like deemed to be so uncool um and i think now with people who are just embracing who they are and uplifting themselves i think is so beautiful and you know especially what i see across social media it can be looked upon as someone being um narcissistic to love and embrace who they are but i've always said we never know what's going on behind the screen or behind the eyes of someone else and for them to be embracing and loving who they are 
wholeheartedly may actually be a massive step for them within the journey that they've gone through to get to this point so for them to actually share with the world I love who I am everything I've been through has brought me to this point and um, I am no longer no longer ashamed um, of who I am I think it's so beautiful and I truly hope that we can get to a point perhaps one day where it's not looked or even frowned upon and we can just go I'm happy for you I love this for you I think that time is coming. I do think it is. I mean, nowadays, society is so much more inclusive Mm. than it used to be. You know, we have equal rights on so many different aspects now, you know, and I think there's a lot more cultural diversity. People are a lot more aware of what's going going on around them. You know, we have more awareness about mental health, sexuality, ethnic backgrounds disabilities it's you know it's I feel like yes in one sense it's become harder to become who you become who you are because you're under the pressure of social media and I think I think that's got a lot to answer for Mm. people I'm sorry everyone because you're going to hear me rambling about that a lot (laughs) but on the other side I feel like it's easier in a way to kind of sit there and identify and go this is who I am this is this is my group, this is my clique that I belong to and therefore build confidence in yourself because there's other people like you, you know, your people are opened up and um, what's the word I want to say? They're left left more open to see what is like, what life is like out there and to see the different people in the different, in, in the world. And I do think that's a huge, huge, huge difference in comparison to how it was when we were growing up because I don't remember it being like that when we were growing up mm. at all. I, you know, there was very much pigeonhole, and if you didn't fit that pigeonhole and you were something else, then that was, you know, you weren't you weren't good enough. Mm. And I think from the off, I mean, I remember when I started school when I was like five years old, four or five years old. I can remember knowing from the start that I was different. Mm. I mean, I remember kids not wanting to play with me because I looked different, and I think that you know it it, it has a recurring effect. Mm. Especially when it's so young. Apologies for the cough there. That's okay. Um, So one of the questions that I wanted to ask was, what is a fear that stops you from truly being you? Oh. Do you want my general answer that I give to people in public or should I tell you the truth because you're my bestie? I would be insulted if I had the first... But I will take either because I love you, but I will definitely be journaling about it after this call. So what is my biggest fear? No, um, specifically, what is a fear? A specific fear that stops you from truly being you? It's a two-parter. Okay. One of the main things is failure Mm -hmm. or failing. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so well, um, a bit. <laughs> I say a little, just a bit. But it's like a huge, big, fat chunk of me. And the other thing is also, um, what other people are going to say when I fail? Mm. I personally cannot deal 
with the idea that I've failed to do something or I haven't done something to the best of my ability or to the ability that other other people perceive that I should be able to do something to. And I think throughout my life, I've been very, very good at making a benchmark of this is what I can achieve, this is what I can do. And that's great, you know. And most of the things I've done, I've smashed them and knocked it out of the park. But as a result, because I've always strived for perfection throughout my life and I've never allowed myself to fail, I've now gotten to a point in my life where I've kind of plateaued. And I can't dip below that bar that I've set myself. <laughs> so No, yeah, I get you. I feel, for me, this, this fear I have of failing is now attached to, if I do fail... What's everybody else going to say? They're going to go, oh, you did, you know, you could do that, you could do this, you knocked that out of the park, but but now you fell on this, you know, you fell on this new thing. And I know that people will look at me like that because the people that love me, the people who are actually close to me, they will just be proud of me, whatever I do. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's probably one of my biggest issues with self-confidence, self-belief is I cannot fail. I cannot let myself fail. So as a result, I think everything and I become overly perfectionist about things until I achieve things even if it does break me Mm. in the process (laughs) so for any listeners at home or wherever you are listening from today if you could tell them if they're going through a similar situation as yourself how can we take a first step back into seeing our own greatness if we've lost touch with that what would you suggest what would be your advice so there's actually an exercise that I do. Um, there's three. There's three. There's three things I do in my life. So I have. Um, I've kept every single diary or journal that I've ever written ever since I was about twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part is my photo album that I was given when I was eighteen, which I've carried on. Which has actually got photos from the day I was born all the way up until the point I am now. I know, I was, I was cuter in my young age. And uh, the third one is I, whenever I'm in a bad place or if I am in a place where I'm beating up on myself, I make myself sit down and I make myself write a list of all of the things that I've achieved in my life, whether it's big or small. Um, mostly I try to stick to the, the bigger achievements because for me it has more of an impact. But it gives me a moment to stop and actually sit back and realise what I have done on my time on this planet and realise that actually, yes, okay, I might have done some things wrong. Yes, okay, I might have lost my way at times or I might have not met my standards right now. But in the past, I have done X, Y and Z. And it gives me that moment to switch my negative thought process into a positive one. So then it changes my frame of mind and my outlook on what I'm doing. The journal, for me, it allows me to look back at times and go, yeah, I was really great when I did that. That's a really good moment for me. But in the same breath, it also makes me look back at the times when there was a really bad time and it was worse than the time I'm in now. And I go, and I'm a bit more compassionate to myself and empathetic. And I say, okay, but you lived through that. You got through that. You achieved this next thing. So you can get through this. And the photo album... But for me, it documents the moments of sheer happiness that I had throughout my life. Even when I was completely oblivious and innocent to the world around me, it allows me to look back and go, yeah, actually, I'm going to get through this. I can do this. 
I've been happy before, I can do it again. So that's my kind of, I hope that kind of answers your question. No, I love that. I think it's really um, beautiful and I'm, um, I truly believe in um, the listeners that I've probably um listening sorry the listeners that are probably listening um to this right now i think they're pro- they've probably resonated with it as much as i have and how truly beautiful that is um and just a reminder for all of us you know that no matter where we perhaps are um perhaps where we thought we would have been or would have liked to be um that the light will come again the rain will come again um but it gives us the opportunity to continue to grow and continue to learn through everything and to, I guess it's almost like you you find an adjustment within yourself when life throws you challenges. Yeah, of course. But you also got to treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. Exactly. And if your best friend was having a bad time, you're not going to sit there and beat up on them, are you? Mm-hmm. You're going to build them up. So you got to do that for yourself. And whatever it is that you have that is at your disposal, whatever tools you have at home that you can use to, or in, you know, in your life, your friends or people you can talk to, you've got to take those and you've got to use them and sit there and appreciate the positivity out of it. Mm. And that, and change your frame of mind because the only person that really can hold you back or the really, the only person that will ever stop you in life is yourself. And that's why I think self-belief is so important because anybody can do anything. You just got to believe that you can do it. You're the key. I love you so much. I love you too. She's my best friend, everybody. <laughs> I'll burn myself. <laughs> number one. She's my number one. <laughs> Um, so we are slowly, slowly coming to the end of the podcast and Already? I know it's just, it's flying by. It's totally we haven't flying. spoken for long enough. Oh, this isn't about to be a six hour podcast, but you will be coming back. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the last bit of the podcast, um, I literally, um, doing with all of my guests, um so you are going to be a recurring one so i guess don't you're going to have to think about this the next time you come on but a a quote that you live by oh that is actually a really easy one. Oh, okay go for it So I was gifted a book very recently. It's called The Tao of Motherhood. And the quotes that for me has been really good in getting me through. It's called, uh, I think it's called The River. I want to say it's called The River. I'm trying to find it now. For anyone listening at home, we have my beautiful godson. 
I'm so sorry, people. Uh, no, do not apologise <laughs> for anyone that's wondering. Um, we are not holding a child hostage. It, she is a no. new mummy and she has birthed the beautiful godson, um, Ambrose. So that is him in the background giving his little debut two cents to this podcast. And I, it wouldn't be a first episode without him. So hello, you, if you are listening in the future. <laughs> Yes, having his own little impact. So it is, I can't find it now, no, so the way. It's not called the rover, it's called the way. So for me, it's the um, the words in here that really get to me. So it says, it says that um, as the river finds the sea, you will find the way. And for me, that is my, my quote, my mantra, my, my, my little reminder that mm. actually I can get through anything. Because, yeah, the river always finds the sea, no matter how. Mm-hmm. So I will be able to do it. But yeah. I love that. Perfectly Brilliant. ties with what we're talking about today. Better start highlighting other quotes because you've got more episodes to come, my friend. Do I need what, a different one for every single one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to do my homework, shall I? <laughs> oh my gosh, too many quotes I live by now. That's okay, I'm sure. I used to have like a quote board. Oh my god, that see brought me back a flashback. Boom. I used I used to have a quote board in uh, when I was in uni, which were like little post its and whatever I found a quote that I liked, it would go on the post it and then I had like a frame and all these they were all framed together and they were all on these little love heart post it notes. Mm. So um I don't actually know what happened to that. I think mm. I lost it when I moved abroad. Mm. Well that'll be a future episode which we'll be delving into with um mal is for those who don't know i'm guessing the majority of who are listening do not know mel is in cyprus and has been living out there for almost two years but we will delve into that in another episode oh teaser trailer um <laughs> <laughs> Once there was a girl from the UK who moved to Cyprus and is now a mom. This summer, episodes pending. So yeah, um, that's your teaser trailer. Um, You're welcome. Um, We will delve into that in another episode. I'm really sorry, but what is that film? Just just my last minute of randomness. But what is that film? You know when they're they're singing that song, You're Welcome, at the end? See, I'm going to find it now for you and send it to you personally. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Ignore me. Please send that. I'll put it but in anybody, the, um, the bio. Oh, yeah. Anybody who, you know, watches uh, watches this, listens to it, there is a song at the end of a film and they're like, you're welcome. You're welcome. So if I anybody need knows to know it, this now, <laughs> but it's fine. Send it to me. I'll add it to the description of this episode. <laughs> Just random. I'm like... <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna bring this to um, a close. Thank you for supporting my first episode. If you are tuning in, I truly appreciate the love and support, or well, ongoing support that everyone has shown me on multiple platforms that I've decided to um, thrust myself upon. Is that an appropriate? I've thrusted myself onto Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. Um, so yeah thank you for supporting um everything that you do i truly appreciate all of the love of you queens kings and beautiful souls and i want to do a massive shout out once again to the queen that is miss 
Carmela for coming on here and sharing her truth with me on this first pilot episode. Um, I'm also going to give a shout out on this first episode to uh, Mr. James Cooking Vegan, who has been harassing me for a long time um, about when my podcast episode would be launching. So if you're listening, here it is. And click the link for the You're Welcome song. (laughs) It's here. (laughs) It's out there. Um, And a massive shout out to all of the amazing people that I've met um, through the social media platform that is Instagram. I love all of you over there. And thank you once again for all of your love and support. Until the next episode, sending you loads of love and light and a massive hug to those that need one right now. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Toodles! Thank you.